You are Locked On Browns, your daily podcast covering the Cleveland Browns, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody. Your host, Jeff Lloyd, joining for the postgame show from Sports Illustrated, Mr. Peace, uh, Mr. Pete Smith, for your victory Monday episode of Locked On Browns. Yes, your Cleveland Browns are 6-3 and three as they begin the second half with a 10-7 win over the Houston Texans. Um, I'm sure the pretty police are out all over it. I'm sure we'll get to that. Your Victory Monday Locked on Browns edition is brought to you by Built Bar. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code, all caps, locked on, no space, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Uh, you saw some of the effects of Nick Sub returning, Wyatt Teller returning. Um, I hope... With anybody critiquing this game, they're not going to get lost in the sauce about the defense, who I think showed much better today. Uh, Baker Mayfield's probably not the greatest of days. Um, the combination of Chubb, Hunt, what they can do in the backfield, uh, both over 100 total yards today. I think somebody called that yesterday. I'm not sure who, but that guy's a fine gentleman and a scholar. Pete, um, look, 10-7. Um, we, we felt pretty confident the Browns, would come out victorious in this one. Um, probably felt it would come at a little bit of a prettier picture, I'd say. Um, but look, at the end of the day, um, if you're going to be a team that accumulates nine, ten, however many more wins in a season, they're not always going to be Picassos. And you ain't, you ain't got to feel bad, and you most certainly ain't got to give them back. Right. I, I, I don't. I said going into this, I didn't care about blowouts or any of that stuff. I I thought the, the goal of this game was to win and to sort of set the tone for the rest of the year and, you know, show that you sort of got have gotten better from the start of the season. And I think they definitely did the first two of those things. The, the, the third one is a bit subjective, but you, if you watch this game, uh, thanks to the good people at First Energy, uh, then you <laughs> have no doubt who this team is. Um, you know, obviously they're going to run the ball uh, and they're going to get, they're, they're going to hope to get some, some key passes from Baker Mayfield, which they did. They're going to get a couple plays from the defense. That's hopefully going to be enough. Uh, but, Really, the sort of testament to this team is be, playing smart uh, and playing uh, playing with a trust that if you have a shot at the end, that you're gonna ha- you're gonna get a good chance to win the game. And to the Browns' credit, this has been something they've done well all year because all their wins have been in doubt in the fourth quarter. Uh, some of that for the wrong reasons. But nevertheless, every game they've been they've won, they, they, it has been out in doubt in the fourth quarter. The one game they lost that was sort of in doubt in the fourth quarter was the Raiders game. But overall, their record is in, in those types of situations is six and one. Like that, you, you don't you don't expect to see the kind of poise that this team has because it never it never feels you know, like a a monumental task with this team. Like 
even, you know, obviously Baker Mayfield throwing the touchdown at the end of the Bengals game was a huge deal for him and the team, but I never had a concern that they weren't going to tie it at least. I, I just thought they, they, they do things on a, a certain way that they feel uh, they have prep. They, they're very well prepared. They play very smart for the most part. Uh, and they just, it, it just feels sort of, routine for them even though they have no business playing like that it, it, it it's like an unearned confidence but it's really working for them because they just these late game situations they 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 just make it happen so you have a game like this and uh you get the ball back you know that maybe there's some some concern that you're you know because it's 10 to 7 that you know you don't want to give back and people are maybe there's people are still nervous and that stuff but it really just felt like it was just a matter of time before they were going to figure out what was going to happen and they were going to, you know, finish it. And in this case, that was the Nick Chubb running up the sideline, going out about into the one, which is a great play for all, all these wonderful reasons. But like Harrison Bryant's block, JC Treader getting a block, like that play was blocked beautifully that I don't, know if Nick Chubb was even touched and it sort of allowed that to happen. But even for a rookie like Harrison Bryant and, and veterans like Treader and, and, and some of these other guys, I mean, obviously running to the left behind Jedrick Wills, they, they just have this, uh, they're very, again, poise. It's, it's a remarkable poise for this young group. And yet it doesn't feel like, to me, it doesn't feel like a surprise. It just, it feels like they're you know, with this team that they're, they're going to figure it out. It's just a question of how long it takes. And obviously the Raiders game was the notable exception because they, they didn't execute in the, in the, in the situations where they had opportunities with the three trips to the red zone. But in this game they did, they made a couple of really big plays that allowed them to sort of win the game. And it's, I, th I think it just goes to that sort of, that mantra this team has been trying to instill since Kevin Stefanski and Andrew Barry were uh, have, have been here, which is that, you know, smart, tough, accountable, you know, obviously Nick Chubb was all of those things on that run, but I think it, 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 that that's just the best example. But I think there's a lot of guys who are embodying that who aren't named Jarvis Landry, who don't spike the ball uh, for a freaking first down and give up field position when you're getting paid $15 million. But nevertheless, good stuff. Um, I think the thing, um, and I'm with you, and you know, I, I maybe I'll describe it in a little bit of a different fashion. Is you see, th this team is becoming is evolving. Um, and look, there are some really, really impressive individual players on this team: Miles Garrett, Nick Chubb, which you saw today, Kareem Hunt for what he can do. But I think you started to see everybody maybe believing in the product, you know, which means you have to believe in everyone else on this team. Um, look, Nick Chubb. He didn't have to do that. I mean, nobody would have cared if he went the extra yard, got the touchdown. This team understands, you know, the heart and soul maybe of this offense probably, you know, you know, resides within the body of number 24. Um, but to just say, you want to know what? This is the easiest thing to do. This is the correct thing to do. You're putting the team and the win and the game above yourself, above your stats. And I'm sure there's a bunch of people out there, fantasy-wise, freaking out about it, which I can probably understand, I guess. But you make the correct play. You make the smart play. 
Uh, 38 carries, um, split evenly, 19-19 for Kareem and Nick. Both over 100 on the day. You know, Nick had a couple of, you know, obviously longer runs and the longer run to seal it. Uh, you know, Kareem with some tough, you know, battle yards. Um, as it kind of seemed like they – it wasn't so much like they were – you know, it was almost kind of like they were going almost like drive by drive or like pace by pace as to who was in, who was out. Worked really well. Um, Teller back in the mix, obviously key, huge. Um, did get beat once uh, inside on a pass rush move. Um, but I, I think that that's what, what Nick did there at the end. That's what that tells me. It, it tells me that you got guys starting to believe in, the, in what this product is and what it can be, Pete. Yeah, again, so much about this was the Browns came into the season and they weren't ready. They weren't going to be ready. They weren't allotted enough time. Uh, it wasn't a normal offseason. It was really challenging for teams that made a head coaching switch. Uh, and, and you know, after the first week, you know, Kevin Stefanski would have been at the bottom. Uh, since then, I think it's pretty clear – you know he's he's the best of the the rookie coaches uh, this year, and I think he's I think he's in the top half of the league of coaches overall. But that message that they've been sort of preaching to this team is showing itself. And Nick Chubb, you know, making that play is a monumental moment for this team. And I don't, I, I you know, if they go out and they you know they go out and lose and and you know, this team goes, you know, eight and eight or and nine and seven and doesn't make the playoffs and, and doesn't get better it. next year. Yeah, then it won't feel that way. But I think for a team that is trying to get to learn how to win, to, trying to sort of make that transition into, into being a contender, I think that play was huge. Uh, I think it it forces I first and foremost, uh, obviously it, it it's monumental in terms that everybody who's even remotely attached to football is paying attention to it. It's a big deal, but uh, I, I think it forces players to ask questions um, of themselves in this locker room that maybe they otherwise wouldn't have asked. I don't know how many guys on this team would go down in that situation. I, I, I think it's like two. I don't know I, who the other one would even be. <laughs> to be honest I think, with you, I think you, you would know it. I will throw out there one guy is Richard Higgins. That, He's really true. smart. I, I, you know, and 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 that's you know, I, I give him a ton of credit for the the play he made against the Bengals, where he goes down in the middle of the field uh, to make the catch and then gets up and fights at a bounce. Like that was incredible. But he's like the only one. Odell Beckham shows you he's not going down. He didn't stop that end around. He went cruising straight to the end zone. I don't blame him <laughs> one bit. Landry's not going down in that situation. I, you know, Kareem Hunt said he was supposed to. I don't think he was going to go down. Uh, so, I, you know, I, may, maybe maybe Chubb is the only one. But I, I, I do think it forces people to ask themselves questions they wouldn't have asked. And obviously, look, Kevin Stefanski is going to be coaching on this forever. Other teams are going to coach on this and use this as – but I, you know, Nick Chubb has 23 career touchdowns, uh, and he has some unbelievable touchdowns. I don't think any of them is going to be as memorable thus far into his career than this play. Uh, and, and, you know, and, and it may stand the test of time. The the things that would ultimately surpass it is if the Brown, you know, if it's a touchdown that gets into the playoffs or wins a playoff game or or more, but. You know, even if it's like the 88-yard run against the Ravens, I, I think this 
will mean more, maybe not to him, you know, because I, I'm sure like his first touchdown ever is probably the one he, he's going to remember the most. But I, I think this type of play um, sort of defines a legacy. And, 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 you know, I wrote about this. I, I you know, I, I, I long believed that Chubb plays with a, a, a nobility that's pretty rare in the league, the the way he sort of approaches the game, the way he cares, he's obviously he's not a talker. He's not a guy who's going to run his mouth or any of these things. He's not a guy who's, you know, uh, trying to showcase himself. He's he he wasn't a guy who complained when they added Kareem Hunt. He 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 embraced it, saw it for what it was, and 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 was all about it. And then you have this type of thing, like it paints a very vivid picture of who he is and what this means to this team, which. You know, I hesitate to mention, but uh, is obviously going to make it that much harder. You know, if you have to make a decision on him, and right. and, and you know, in, in another year, like it just makes it that much harder. Where you're sitting there going, "Man, I, I, you know, how do you let this guy go, and and what's it worth, and that whole conversation?" But again, I, I, you know, I, I think this this play could ultimately define his legacy with the Browns, but I think it's going to mean more. Uh, than than most plays he makes in his career for this for specifically for the Browns. Uh, obviously, if he if he goes somewhere else after this, it, it, it may not mean as much, you know, for his career and you know what what he does individually. But for him and his place with the Browns, I, I think this is the play where you're you're going to think a lot of of a lot of wonderful things with Nick Chubb. But I think this is the play that's going to jump out at you first. Um, and we've talked about this, you know, when you can have one of the best players on your team, um, be a true leader and be a true leader that as coaches, you can say, look, yeah, he's may have more talent, but he's also committed and he's committed to the team. He's committed to the players. He's committed to the ownership. And that's what that shows. And, you know, the Browns have, uh, no captains this year. They have, you know, weekly captains. Um, that's captain crap right there. That's what captains do. Um, that's what leaders do. Um, and yeah, I did honestly didn't even think about it. Didn't even cross my mind. And almost like for a slight second, like I thought maybe like something eked up on him. And then I was just like, oh, no, nope. He's just, you know, just that smart. And he's just that type of dude. Um, special moment for Nick Chubb. And just, you know, smart, headsy play. Don't give him back the ball. There's no reason to. And he already had the lead. Um, we're going to flip it over here. We'll get to the defensive side of the ball today, which I think, you know, for the most part, I think, you know, probably shows some improvement today. Um, certainly the weather helps. So we'll get to that as we continue to roll on through on your Victory Monday, Locked On Browns on the Locked On Podcast Network. Apparel-wise, guys, I will always talk about Zabo. Um, you know, Brian and his family, uh, I do not have a – there's not enough kind words to speak on Brian and his family and the product, uh, the store, Zabo Apparel in Vermilion, uh, ZaboApparel.com, uh, Zabo Apparel, Instagram, uh, Facebook, Twitter, anywhere where uh, if you're looking and if you're looking for quality Browns gear, um, from a quality family who puts out a quality product. Again, Zabo Apparel, Zabo Apparel on Instagram and on Twitter, ZaboApparel.com. Pete, the defensive side of the ball, you know, I think they were getting a lot of pressure today, but one of the things that stood out the most for me as far as getting after Deshaun Watson today was they were smart about it. Um, when you have a guy who throws well in the run, throws well outside of the pocket, um, in, you know, it was said during the game, and it was absolutely true, they were essentially having the pocket collapse around Deshaun Watson. Um, so, and he's still, it's crazy still about the, the amount that he actually runs, um, you know, with the repaired knees that he has. 
Um, but you, you got it to basically come in, come to his feet. He couldn't step up. He really couldn't get out. So it was either get rid of the ball within three seconds or there was guys in his face. There was an incredible uh, – there was the one incredible throw, I guess it was uh, – I think it was to Cooks or whoever it was. Just – I mean, I don't even know how he completed it or how he even saw him. Um, but I think, uh, you know, the linebackers pretty active today for the most part. I, I, look, it's not going to be solved this year, the defensive side of the ball. There's just not enough pieces. Um, but look, again, the weather was in, it would, was definitely a factor for the Browns today in their success. But again, you don't give them back. But, you know, seven points against a quarterback, Deshaun Watson, who's been playing like he's playing. Uh, Duke Johnson, most of those rushing yards were on one run. Uh, Farrell Brown, I don't know what happened there. The Browns probably should have been on that, seeing as if there's two Texans in the same place, that probably means somebody wasn't in the right place, um, which means there should be coverage there. Um, there wasn't. Um, but, you know, late touchdown to Farrell Brown was about it. I thought, you know, I thought it was one of their better performances thus far this season. Well, I, look, I, I don't think there's any doubt that the rest helped. Um, you know, the, I, I think they were just held. I mean, Larry Ogunjobi looked like a carcass against the Raiders, and he was able to have an impact. Uh, obviously, Miles Garrett, Miles Garrett just continues to be, you know, just an absolute beast. Uh the you know you, you're getting more out of those guys because they had time to rest and recover and I think that stuff is helpful. Sheldon Richardson playing better, uh, I, you know I, I think I thought going into the bye week that the defensive tackle position would have benefited more than anyone else, and it certainly appears that way. Obviously, the Houston Texans line is not good, um, that certainly helps, but they also did what they were trying to do in terms of limiting how much Deshaun Watson could do. And and the weather certainly, there's no question the weather played a role, but they also, you know, made it, made him have to operate within certain parameters. Uh, you know, I, I obviously having Miles Garrett close a door on, on Deshaun Watson in a situation where it looked like, you know, he was going to run and get just who knows how many yards and Miles Garrett just basically tracks it down and, and, and he get he does get the first down, but it's the difference between that and potentially scoring or whatever it would have been. But yeah, and, and obviously pe- people are are looking at improved linebacker play. The linebackers didn't get any better, but the defensive line did, uh, and and they supplemented the linebackers quite a bit with uh, with uh, Ronnie Harrison, who continues to showcase his sort of ability and versatility within the scheme, which just continues to enhance his value, uh, which is great. I mean, that's exactly what you want in this type of situation. Uh, the Browns got bailed out by, by some wind impacted throws. Uh, there were some, but, but I think they made Deshaun Watson uncomfortable enough where he missed some open reads uh, that could have punished the Browns quite a bit. And overall they have to be thrilled with, being able to sort of limit them to that one drive, uh, you know, obviously they 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 got into the red zone more than once, but being able to limit to that one scoring drive and getting a couple major plays, uh, the Texans imploded on on themselves one drive, which had to sting. Uh, but uh, again, the defense, this defense is not good. It just isn't, and it's not gonna be good. But when you get enough, and they can sort of hang in there in a situation where the offense can then go out and close the game, it was three, nothing for, you know, for the better part of three quarters. Um, 
it, you know, the weather certainly gets a lot of credit. Maybe it's the MVP of the game defensively, but they were able to hang in there enough that the offense could then finally get into the end zone, uh, make it a two score game and then ultimately close it. So uh, they do get credit. Uh, you know, what does this game look like? Perfect weather. Uh, I, I don't know. My, my uh, immediate reaction would be, you know, they would have easily at least hit the over, uh, you know, I think teams have, they, they might've been going back and forth all, all game in terms of scoring, but the situation being what it is, the Browns got enough. They got it from their biggest players, which is what you want. Uh, Denzel Ward made some plays, uh, miles Garrett and, and, and Ronnie Harrison. I mean, right now, those are your three dudes and they all had an impact on this game. Uh, yeah. And Harrison just continues to improve, you know, week in week out. And obviously that is a lot of that is with, you know, the more and more he is more comfortable with the playbook, you can start to expand upon his role. You can play him closer to the line of scrimmage. Uh, you can play him in the five to ten yard, you know, hook zone rate uh, range where you know he's going to be worried about backs out. He's worried about tight end back. You can play him deeper. Um, he can start obviously use his ability to get in the backfield after quarterbacks. It's just turned out to be a, a hell of a hell of a find for a fifth round pick. Um, as you know, Jacksonville just continues whatever it is they're doing down there and getting themselves in a race for you know a quarterback with, you know, a whole bunch of other teams in this league. Um, but, you know, for the defense, look, A, number one, they needed an effort like this. Um, uh, and, again, this was done today without, you know, the uh, at the aid of a turnover. Um, did get a, uh, you know, fourth and goal stop, um, missed field goal. Um, but, look, I mean, you know, to give up, to go, first off, to go three quarters in the NFL as a defense and not give up a point uh, says a lot. Um, you know, it, it's definitely an effort uh, to only give up seven in an NFL game the way offenses are, you know, these days. You're going to take it, and, you know, we'll see. I mean, and with Philadelphia on the docket next week, so the team that lost to the New York stinking Giants today, for God's sakes. Um, so it's going to certainly, you know, hopefully, you know, boost the confidence as you think you look like you're going to get yourself into another winnable game. We'll flip it up over here, you know, uh, uh, one last segment here. We'll talk a little bit more about today and just, you know, look back to, you know, through nine Browns are six and three, seven to go. Um, look, I mean, if you're not excited and look, we're, you know, talking about January and using the P word, there's no need to do any of that yet, but look at the end of the day, this team is six and three. Um, and you know, for the most part, it seems the, you know, some aspects of this, team are getting better. Um, you saw the importance of what Nick Chubb is to this player. I mean, is to this team today. Um, you know, first game back, 19 carries, well over hundred yards should have been two touchdowns. Um, you know, certainly, uh, if you're a Browns fan, you've been waiting a long, long time. Um, but you know, some things you saw today about the future of this franchise, hold on, enjoy it and hope for plenty more Sundays, Monday nights, Sunday nights like this to come in the future. Right. Built Bar is back, and it is even deliciouser. 18 amazing flavors, including six brand-new flavors. Caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, apple, almond, crisp, along with some of your favorites from the original lineup, coconut almond, banana bread, and mint brownie. Bars are, 100, are covered in 100% chocolate. They are soft, and they are easy to do uh, are easy to chew. Built bars are healthy. Built bar is great for the health conscious guy or gal. Lose or maintain maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. The bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. The flavor breakdown for 
your cookies and cream bar, 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams net carb. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKEDON, all caps, no space, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Again, use the promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Pete, um, you know, look, Philadelphia and coming up, um, but the importance of this, um, you know, and this were things we wanted to, you know, basically judge today. You know, how is this team going to come out of the bye week? Um, for a head coach, it's the first time manipulating that thing. It's not the easiest thing in the world. Um, you get the benefit of getting players back. You get the benefit of getting players healthy. Uh, but for any success you're going to have is, uh, look, you're going to fight like hell, and the games are going to be the tougher games. Um, you're always going to fight in the games that are lesser. But there's games that, you know, when they come across the board, they shouldn't be losses. And we talked Thursday night doing the pregame show on this. This is a game that they – really wasn't any way this was going to line up for them uh, that they should lose. Uh, you know, Texans can't stop the run. Browns are exceptional at the run. Houston doesn't run really well, which was good because Cleveland doesn't you know stop the run very well. Everything aligned. Then you got the weather thrown into it. Um, and even with, you know, the passing game not working for the Browns today, not much of a factor at all, you have that ability to look at 24, look at 27, say, all right, fellas, you're each getting it 19 times. What can you do with it? And you get to the point where you get well over 200 yards of rushing. Um, you know, you, you get yards, you get yards after contact. Um, you, you call a timeout before that big third down run. Nick gets to the outside, doesn't just pick up the first down, gets all the way down the field, steps out, ices the game for this team. Uh, it's again, it's just, it's, it, you start to get the feel where 53 is becoming one. And for a long time around here, when this team was bad, it was a lot of individuals. Um, but now as this team is improving, the type of players that they are succeeding with, you, you, you're truly getting the feeling that you know the, it's a 53-man roster, but it's, again, becoming united where everybody seems to be on the same page. And we remember we've all of this, you know, we just want to win, we just want to win. Well, that sometimes that, you know, causes change in actions and change in behavior. And, you know, are you willing to do the little things, which you saw Nick Chubb do today? And, you know, certainly, you know, in the three plus seasons now that I've been covering this team, this is one of the brighter days. This is what this is what you want. You want a competent, smart football team that's going to play 60 minutes week in and week out. Well, look, they've got they've got sort of a more volatile schedule. Uh, the rest of this in the second half of this year, uh, they get another home game against the Eagles uh, before they have two on the road at the Jaguars and then at the Titans, which is going to be rough followed by at home against the Ravens. Um, this is sort of the stretch that's going to define you because you're not going to get much out of those two games in, in New Jersey. Um, uh, one wouldn't think anyway. So you, you need to get momentum. Uh, it's at home. You hope the weather is at least more cooperative so they can actually, you know, really show some progress and more consistency in the passing game. Just, just the wind at least got six. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. The wind, the wind is, is the issue, but if they can just use this game sort of as a, a building block and a real pivot point in terms of their development, then it can be really positive. And I think they can, they can go out and win a couple in a row and hopefully, you know, 
show well against these these bigger teams. I mean, they, they haven't proven they can beat those teams. I think the Titans are crawling back to reality more in line with the, the teams like the Colts, but they're going to be really tough at home. Um, and obviously, Derrick Henry uh, is going to be a tough opponent. But for now, you've got an Eagles team that lost an awful game against the Giants. They're, they're, that's just a terrible loss for them. And the Browns have an opportunity to get some momentum going, hopefully continue to build on what they were doing from the bye week, get more confidence, and really get, you know, show to be the team that that they now believe they are. This is sort of this the second half of the year is in many ways is is really how they, they would have liked to have started the season, uh, where it feels like they are who they're gonna be now. And now it's a question of how good is that? And and it, can they sort of erase the memory of, you know, the opening game against the Ravens and then the Steelers game and prove that they are, you know, they aren't that team that's just clearly inferior and, and on a different level. Uh, that's that's sort of the challenge for now. But until they get to those those games, it's you, you got the win against the te- Texans. You, you, you had sort of a a big win in terms of, what you're trying to build and 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 all that stuff, which is great. Now it's can you take that and build upon it and beat the Eagles? You do that, you're seven and three, and you are in fantastic position to get get into the playoffs. Uh, and that's what it is right now. Every 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 win is monumental in terms of getting you to the playoffs. And every loss is going to have that same feeling. For the same, because the the got the teams competing, despite the fact there's seven spots, the 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 NFL is so divided in terms of the the rich and poor that there could be this could be a lot like the year they they didn't make the playoffs in 2007 with Romeo Cornell, where ten wins wasn't enough. Now I think I don't think that's going to be an issue this year, but the potential is still out there. So get it done against the Eagles. Get better. Keep building, and hopefully you're 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 slowly working your way up to be able to take on some of those heavyweights. Uh, and look, I mean, exactly. And you know, Pete, you know, you and I, what do we talk about all the time? Take care of batting practice. Um, those are the games that should be more easily attainable for you. Um, look, you know, they made today closer than it needed to be, most certainly. Um, but again, it just doesn't matter. Uh, you, you're not giving back the W's. It's just the way it works. Um. But again, now Philly, Jacksonville, back to back. You know, Philly. Who knows what's going on you know, down there? Jacksonville, obviously, just you know, scraping by on the side of the road. You know, waiting to hear what name that they can call to be their new signal caller in April. Um, at, at, you know, during the 2021 draft. Um, but you feel good about yourself today. You know, you put out a complete effort. Um, you know, you've got back Chubb, Teller, Hooper. Um, just the offensive line back to just moving people. And the where they're playing now, and it's, I mean, you know, you have guys pulling and they're actually, you know, timing it correctly, not just how fast can I get there, blow somebody up. Now it's, oh, my God, I got to slow down a hair so the guy underneath me can get to his level so I can kick out around him, blow my man off the ball. Uh, it's just refreshing to see. And I, I don't care so much, you know, where the progression is with Baker. Obviously, you know, for him long term, you want to see more progression. But they run the ball so well, and I think they can probably do that against most teams they're going to play this year. It is a fantastic one-two punch between the two of them. Uh, they are both great fits for this scheme, but like we've mentioned, 
different types of running backs, but both fit this scheme very well. And just, you know, they were the keys today. Um, and then you get to see a star player, you know, act like a leader, act like a champion, act like a captain and do something uh, smart as that is, you know, going down to one yard line, uh, ensuring the ball is not going to be turned back over. Just a, a great effort. Great day. Uh, your Cleveland Browns, like I said, are now six and three. Start the second half off strong in a winnable game. Um, certainly conditions not favorable by any means whatsoever. Um, the way that wind was just certainly, um, you know, and then the rain delay, which is another thing where I was like, oh, boy, here we go. You know, what's this, what's this going to do for, you know, anybody involved? You know, uh, 25 minutes, it, it may not seem like a long time, but when you're ready to go, you're ready to go. And then you get yanked off the field. Um, but, you know, all signs again, you know, th- this team is growing up before our eyes. They are improving before our eyes. Um, would we like the defense to be better? Yes. But, you know, Rome was not built in a day. Um, and you just want to see maybe that they'll get better, at least with the unit that they currently have. And that is what they are doing. For Pete Smith, uh, obviously check out everything Browns Digest on SI.com. Make sure you're checking out uh, uh, all the work Pete and his team are doing over there. Uh, fantastic effort by those guys uh, day in, day out, putting out great content. Make sure you're following Pete at underscore Pete Smith underscore on Twitter. Uh, the show itself, uh, at Lockdown Browns, all lowercase, follow back account, DMs are open. Uh, ways to get in touch with me, communicate with me. You know, if it's simpler to do it through DM, guys, you're more than welcome to do that. Me personally, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Again, DMs are open over there. iTunes, Spotify, wherever you uh, get your podcast, uh, make sure you're subscribed. Uh, leave a rating and review for Lockdown Browns. Six and three, the Cleveland Browns, as they open the second half with a win over the Houston Texans. Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, and obviously Miles Garrett, just leading you through uh, yet another Browns W. This has been your Victory Monday edition of Locked On Browns, your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. LGB on the LOB. Let's go, Browns.